Hey, man. Oh, hey, hey. Oh, hey, hey, Eric. <laughs> hey, man. We haven't had any music yet, so we haven't officially started. Okay. Um, that's what I... <laughs> now I feel weird about it. Um, Sorry, because I'm looking at you. Nah, this is... Okay. Yeah, this is this is weirder. No, we'll just do... We're, we're going to do... We'll just do an episode where we don't have any musical intro. Because if you remember from our last episode, we asked people to create one for us, and our friends are failures. No, and we don't have one. We're going to make... We're, we're, we're going to give the audience what they want. Then what they want are some Eric mouth sounds. But up, bump, 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 but up. Get it, get it, get it, but up. Bump, 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 but up. Get it, get it, get it. Welcome back, everybody. Wow, this is a, our first song where we had words. Words, beautiful. My uh, mouth not only makes sounds, forms words, but it also forms words. Wonderful. Uh, welcome to The File Drawer, uh, a podcast with Sam and Eric, uh, Eric and Sam, where we talk about psychology and not psychology all at the same time. Yes. Is that a good, a fair description of what we do here? It was fair enough. I'm just closing some apps on my computer so it doesn't stop recording in the middle of this. Does that sound like a good plan? You think it would? Uh, you know, you never know. It sounds to me as if uh, your computer does not have enough processing power. My computer's fine. Perhaps don't, not enough. Don't bring my computer into this. Perhaps not enough... Uh, uh, RAM memory mm. upgrades. I could use some more RAM. I think. I think I only have four gig. Upgrade your life, sir. Uh, well, unfortunately, this uh, not unfortunately, but this is a, an Apple computer, and they don't like you uh, getting in there and tinkering around. Can't you uh, pay for them to upgrade it? Yeah, probably. Or but if, if I, it has uh, space. I've so. had I've had previous Mac laptops where it's really easy actually to add RAM, um, but this one I'm actually not convinced. I'm not convinced that it's actually possible. I don't actually know. Oh, you, like it doesn't have because it's thoughts. unibody. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, this is not computer time talk. It's not. This is psychology time talk. This is other. psychology time talk. Uh, and I don't know if people can tell just from our voices coming across the airwaves, but we are once again reunited and sitting in the same room. Reunited. Well, you're sitting. I'm standing. And it feels so good, like usual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does this still make you uncomfortable? Uh, no, it's all right. Man. All right, good. So I'm glad right. we've gotten past that yeah. in our relationship. Uh, <laughs> you want to stand? I'm going to stand up. All right. And it feels like I need to turn you're gonna have to. You're going to have to move your mic up. I don't know if, you know, you got to relearn all your mic technique now, because standing up and talking at the same time, it's a little bit more advanced than what you've been doing, you know, the sitting and talking. Uh, so, you know, if we sound bad this episode, it's all your fault. <laughs> um, you're just struggling right now. <laughs> I screwed, I screwed this thing way too tight. <laughs> Need me to come over there? Um, one second. Mm-hmm. Eric oh. is currently wrestling with his uh, mic stand. He's, uh, he's, he's struggling. I think he's losing this battle. He appears to be oh, a little bit even. He's moving it up now. Standing. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, see, now I feel like you're looking down on me because you're taller than me. <laughs> I'm slightly taller than you. I'm barely taller than you. Uh, I feel like I can... You know, do exercises. Yeah, you feel like you can use your hands, which is very important for this audio-only entertainment. Yes. We're going to do so many hand gestures. Hand gestures. Y-M-C-A. Yeah. People can just have to use their minds and picture what that looked like. Although, if they if they don't actually know us in real life, they don't even know what we look like. We don't even have pictures on our website. Yeah, it's good. We're, we're men of mystery. Not really. I mean, they could yeah. find us easily. They could. They, uh, actually, they could. How many Sam's Perlins are there out there? Not that many, I don't think. Oh, there are, there are a few, actually. 
I have a saved Twitter search for my name, and I like check it occasionally. Yeah. Uh, nobody, very rarely, is anybody like saying my name without attaching my Twitter name to it. So yeah. I would normally see it. But there is this like this like 13 year old girl named Sammy Sperlin. Yeah. And it pops up in that search sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> I just read through her tweets, and it's just it's absurd. Yeah. Uh, she gets into trouble. Uh, she is proud of that fact. Oh man. Uh, she uh, she's a she's a little punk basically. Where's she from? Somewhere in the south. I about, yeah, I was about to say the south or like the Midwest. I mean, but yeah, I we, guess where yeah. else would they be from? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so occasionally I find myself, and I, I one time I, I caught myself reading her her Twitter feed and like then following her friends that she was not following as in actually clicking and following, but like going on a chain of reading these different people's uh, Twitter feeds. And it just made me feel super out of touch of uh, what the youth of today are into. Yeah. I am not hip any so, longer. So what are they into? Uh, slang that I don't understand. Uh, a lot of lot of celebrity culture. Uh, yeah. That I'm just not, it's not my, not my bag. Yeah. So I do, there are some Sam Sperlins out there and yeah. I haven't met one that I liked yet. <laughs> All right. I think there's a couple of uh, Eric Middletons out there. Yeah, well, one has your, you, one has your domain name. Yes, <laughs> I see. I have samsperlin.com. dot com. That's awesome. So That's awesome. I'm so of all the Sam Sperlins, I'm the best. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of a, a interview I heard with a comedian. Well, no, I think he does improv. I don't know him well, but uh, he does like improv or comedy. Um, John Daly. Mm-hmm. He's been in, I think, some movies or shows. Not the golfer. Isn't there a golfer named John Daly? There is, and this, okay. that's the point of the story. Ah, <laughs> so uh, they spell their names slightly different. I think one has an E in the name, one does not. I think no, the no. golfer has actually, no E. Actually, sorry, or maybe one has an H in John. One, oh, there's like a like slight that. variation. Mm-hmm. So the comedian, I've seen him on other things. Uh, like he's done like um, like funnier die skits. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he does this character. This is like poor timing, but uh, it's, it's a character from the from years ago, I think. But um, before all the scandal, uh, it's called he's called Bill Cosby Bukowski. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like a mix, it's like yeah. a Bill, uh, what's it Bukowski the writer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Bill Cosby, I guess, made a, a person, <laughs> and <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> I think it's so hilarious. Uh, I tried to show it to other people. They're like, "What, are you, what is this?" <laughs> and so I've heard him on the interview, and he, the guy has a website that looks like it was done in 1992. And it's called John Daly is John Daly, where he's basically trying to get people to upload pictures of, like, or, or tag the like the opposite John Daly, uh-huh. so that when you start searching the internet for it, it just becomes one. You can't tell the difference <laughs> between the John Dalys. <laughs> and I thought the idea and the premise of it was hilarious. Again, his website looks like it was made in like nineteen, like like early stages of internet. Yeah. But, oh, really. That's nice. That's a good story. I like it. Uh, So, wait, so I don't remember what you just said. Are there Eric Middletons that you have seen out there on the internet? Yes. Okay. Have you talked to any of them? No. Tried to, like, unite as Eric Middletons? No. Okay. Is that something you're interested in? (laughs) No. Okay. Not at all. All right. Well, never mind then. (laughs) Uh, So, follow-up from last week. Okay. Um, Not a lot, but one thing that I wanted to point out is that, and I'm probably the only person who noticed this, but at one point last week I said that I pay for iTunes Music or iTunes Match and that it's $25 a month. You pay $25 <laughs> a month for music? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was a slip of the tongue. It was $25 a year for iTunes slip Match. Slip of the tongue. 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 All right. 
Is that a, is that a, a warm up exercise? That's that's what I do. We should have done that in the beginning. We should have. Oh well. Yeah. Slip of the tongue. Twenty five dollars a year. I would never pay twenty five dollars a month for iTunes music on top of the ten a month that I already pay for Spotify. Uh, and I think that's the only follow up. What is um, I, so? What does iTunes music give you? So iTunes, it's so iTunes Match. The way it works basically is that if you have uh, music that you have bought from iTunes or other or otherwhere or just downloaded and you just have it in your iTunes library. If you have iTunes match, it essentially uploads all of that to their servers or matches it with their existing songs on the iTunes store. And then essentially you have it in the cloud then. Okay. So you could access your music from anywhere. Okay. Um, and then it also gives you full access to iTunes radio with no ads, Okay. which is then similar to Pandora, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Not it's, it's unlike Spotify in that you can't listen to a specific song, but you could do artist radio or genre radio. Okay, without without like the ads. What you without hate. the ads. I hate the ads. <laughs> I absolutely hate the ads. Yeah. Um, so I, a while back, uh, this was even before I started doing that first party app, experiment i decided to try using itunes music so i did have i i had a decent amount of actual music purchased um and i was trying out the itunes radio and it was good but there's got to be changes in the near future for the itunes music stuff because of their beats purchase like we talked about last time they got to do something with that whether they roll beats into itunes radio or music or something yeah um actually i'll unhook that uh anyway though that was the main thing uh that i wanted to follow up on uh, so, sorry. So you were supposed to uh, seamless, seamlessly hand that in hand silence. It to me in silence. I know, but you 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 were pointing at my iPad, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I realized I had to unlock it for you. Um, again, my tangential uh, way of thinking. Um, it reminds me of an article that I just kind of came across the other day. Where you were talking about. Um, is that what you're going to try to find on my iPad? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I need this, to. I need this to. Is so much better. This is the iPad Air, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the better. first iPad, and there's even a lighter one out now. Is there? Yeah. The iPad Air two. It's, it's crazy. Uh, so I'm going to fill time here while you're looking up something on my iPad. Uh, what is this article? The, give me the gist of it. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, here, I'll, I'll fill some time. Uh, Eric brought me some gummy alligators from Florida because he's a, a kind friend, and I ate more than half of them before I realized there was a dead bug in the package. That happened 15 minutes ago. They were good, though, until that point. And in all honesty, I probably will finish eating them. All right, so find it yet? No, I guess I should keep keep talking. No, it it was one of these things where I thought it was Google's. I don't want to misquote. No, we're all about misquoting. That's why we have follow up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> where I, I really quickly scanned it, but they're just talking about. You know what? This is why I'm using DuckDuckGo. <laughs> this, this is why I'm not. That's right. Best search engine in the world. <laughs> this, this thing has a picture of a duck with a tie on. Yeah. Oh, my great, gracious. Great little logo. DuckDuckGo. If you don't want uh, Google overlords uh, following your every move and selling your information to advertisers, use DuckDuckGo. Oh, you, you've actually sold me. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's that's how they kind of differentiate themselves, and I think they do a pretty good job with uh, search stuff. Although you seem to be having trouble over there. Um, well, it's because I got these like I can't. I don't know, man. You want a stylus? That's a stylus right there, the cosmonaut. Whoa, Steve Jobs is gonna. <laughs> I know that right? is great. Well, the, the the rumors that are happening now about that that there's probably just gonna be coming out with a with a stylus, and people are like, "Whoa, Steve Jobs would not be happy." Uh, but I could totally see why they would consider it if especially if i was an artist and wanted to use the mm -hmm. ipad for actual art having a stylus that really is integrated with the operating system and lets you do cool stuff and is not just a plastic finger replacement uh would be super useful mm -hmm. so steve jobs is gonna have to deal with it 
I almost said live with it, and that would have been terrible. <laughs> All right, so this I don't think this is a new idea. Um, there are no new like ideas. That. Yeah, there's no new idea. But um, so news thing, I just kind of scanned over it. I saw the title and kind of scanned over it. I didn't really read it. Okay, well, what's the title? Uh, top Google executive predicts end of the inter- internet. Oh. And so that, that's honestly that's just a pull you in. Yes, of to, course. Yeah. And and by Google executive they mean Eric Schmidt or Sergey Brin. Eric Schmidt. Okay. Look at you. Look at me. I know my stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm wired in, man. Um, but but he's basically saying that it will it will disappear uh, because <laughs> where's it, where it going to go? It, it's it's so evolved that it almost the actual idea of it will disappear. There will be so many IP addresses, so many devices, sensors, things that you are wearing. Things that you are interacting with that you won't even sense it. It will be a part of that your presence all the time, he explained. Imagine you walk into a room and the room is dynamic and with your permission and all that, you are interacting with the things going on in your room. So yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's almost like this um, it's almost like a philosophical oh. type of thing in terms of um, um, the, inter- the internet as like an object, as a thing. Okay. Well, I, would, I mean, what is it even a away? thing right now? Uh, it's It's... There is no thing you can like wrap your arms around and be like, this is the internet. It isn't, but like you always, I have to log onto the internet. Ah, yeah. I lost the internet connection. Yeah. I have to sign, you know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. Um, when it Fair becomes enough. seamless, seamless, when we talked about this, it's like um, <laughs> um, uh, in, in uh, org theory. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? An- not Android. But bi- bi- biology mixes with technology. Cybernetics. Cybernetics, yeah. yeah. Um, it's almost like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so everything will become one, you know, and when it goes away, will it s- still be the internet? Or will it be something totally different? No, it's still, I mean, it's, it's semantics. It's, it, it, it is semantics, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting in terms of just that. Well, yeah, that vision that you just like read there, I mean, totally see that. Yeah, yeah. We're moving that way quite quickly, actually, yeah, I yeah. think. Um, I think it's still the internet. It's just more, it's everywhere then. Yeah. I don't know. Then it, it becomes the matrix. Let's again. Let's stop talking <laughs> yeah. about technology. Uh, no, actually, I want to talk about one more thing about technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the memo from the CEO or like the editor in chief of Wired to his employees in preparation of moving to their new office space? I did not. I'm tempted to bring it up here, but essentially, it was like it was cringeworthy in that he was essentially telling them not to be slobs. And don't bring a bunch of crap into the new, like, really nice office and put it all over your desk and clean up after yourselves and don't leave sensitive information laying on your desks. And it just came across as real. People are just, like, ripping on him on the internet because essentially it was, like, we created this pristine, minimalistic, modern space for you. And now I'm kind of sad that I have to let all these human meat bags into it and ruin this beautiful space that we've created. Uh, It was really... Kind of, uh, kind of interesting. I'll link to it in the show notes, cool. which can be found at the file drawer dot audio backslash episodes backslash twelve thirteen maybe twelve twelve I don't, I don't know <sighs> I lost track it's either twelve or thirteen it'll be the latest one if you're listening to it uh, around this time and if this is years down the road and you have found the file drawer and you're working your way through the archives you're gonna have to do a little searching yeah maybe we can save the episode as we well I guess they know it when they download it but yeah hold on I, you know the easiest way to fix this. I'm just going to look at my computer and go to our website. And see How do you do that? That's amazing. Keep talking. All right. So I'm going to keep on oh, talking, everybody. Wrong, I just went to the wrong website. He just oh, went to the God. wrong website. I went to my other website. That's so funny. 
Um, uh, it looks like we are on. This is episode twelve. Episode so 12. Uh, the file drawer dot audio backslash episodes backslash number one number two twelve show notes and the descriptions that Eric writes and are great. I don't know if they're great. <laughs> uh, did you know that if you listen to our episode, if, if you listen to our show directly on the website and you hit pause and then you hit start, I guess it starts from the beginning. I think so. Like so my saying, cousin told me that. There has that to be seems a, insane. No, that's what I was looking for at the beginning. Yeah. There has to be a better embeddable plug-in. plug-in. I guess so. I, mean, I would expect better from Squarespace in, yeah. in that regard. Well, the real the real point here is that uh, don't listen to this on the website. If you have uh, any sort of smart device, uh, find a podcast listening app. Uh, Downcast is a good one. Overcast is a good one. What do you use on uh, your your uh, Android? It's not Pocket, ca- Pocket Cast, Pod Kicker, but it's Pod not kicker. necessarily the, the best one. Do do some do just do a little bit of searching, and yeah. I guarantee even the most rudimentary podcast app will be better than listening to it on the website. Definitely. So, and um, we'll put up some information on the website at yeah, some point. We'll have a link that ha- kind of explains the different podcast apps that you could get and, and how you get them. But yeah. it's a much better way, much more enjoyable way to listen to the, the, the podcast. Plus, it'll also notify you when new episodes come out. Um, we're here to here to help. Yeah. So what do we have on the uh, on the docket here today, uh, Eric? You sent me you know, a really long email with a lot of different topics that we needed to get through today, and I want to make sure we make enough time to... To do that, where do I start? It's tough. It's tough to know. You can start at the beginning or maybe the end or even the middle. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. I'm just full of gummy alligators right now. Well, let me let me um pull it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I printed the email because that's how I roll. I like to print all. My, I print all my emails and then I respond uh, in handwriting and I give them to my secretary and then uh, he types them up and uh, sends them out. So yeah. Cuba, I guess, is now sort of open. Yeah, you can't to just, travel. You can't just go. I caught literally like fifteen seconds on NPR uh, about the details of it. You can't just go for like vacation. Okay, but there's nine or eleven or thirty-seven uh, <laughs> like different versions of visas that you can get okay. to go, like student or educational or work or I don't I don't know what they are, but it's super relaxed from what it used to be. Yeah, would you go to Cuba? Yeah, I would. I would too. Yeah, I would. I would. Government, do not record this conversation. I don't know. Government, government's all right. <laughs> just, just, just don't talk in about uh, about terrorism or anything. And we should be okay. We, we should, should be able to go to Cuba, Cuba, right? Yeah, yeah, certainly. <sighs> but um, there is a great. I wouldn't. I see. YouTube has these. I guess you would call them documentaries, much like those Vice mm-hmm. shows yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But they're not really. They're. I guess it's not really new. A YouTube en- mentor. YouTube enter. Mm, never mind. Try to combine documentary and YouTube, but it's not. Well, it's not. It's not YouTube itself uh-huh. um, doing it, but people post their stuff on YouTube. Have you, oh, it's called. Have you ever heard of Motherboard? No, I mean in my computer, yes. Yeah, it's. It's. Um, I don't know if they're affiliated, affiliated with Vice, but they also sort of do the same type of okay. journalism about interesting things. So, um, it's. It's very much. Non in your face. They don't do the bells and whistles to get your attention. Mm-hmm. So if you have a short attention span. I mean, it may be boring. Yeah. But they did this um, one that I watched on Cuba. And um, did I just scream? No, my, my headphones just shocked the inside of my ears. <laughs> I'm not sure why. That's interesting. That's crazy. I think it was like static electricity or something. But I guess. God, if my headphones kill me, just yeah, carry man. on without me. Finish, uh, finish the episode. I'll finish the episode. <laughs> if you die, I'll finish. <laughs> Carry on. Cuba documentary um, motherboard. And so they're basically talking about how Cuba, and they were, you know, they actually went to Cuba and they were showing stuff about how it's kind of like frozen in time. Mm. 
um, you know, a lot of the old cars still run like, yeah. well because they've had to keep it together. Mm-hmm. They've sort of um, reinvented or not reinvented, uh, reappropriated certain uh, technologies, hand quotes, mm-hmm. of the past uh, in a lot of different ways in order to fulfill the, the needs that they need. Um, and it was just really interesting. You know, sad but interesting but intriguing yeah. but, you know, inspiring. Well, I wouldn't say inspiring. But it's like, oh, you know, this is... Some people sort of uh, you know, uh, continue on regardless of like right. all these sort of embargoes and all these things imposed. Re- regardless of what your opinion of Cuba is and things mm-hmm. like that. I- I'm not, again, this is not a political show, but mm-hmm. um, I'm more concerned about just how the people live and right. how they uh, prosper and how they... Um, the average person, the yeah, average Cuban. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that was really interesting. And um, I guess they had like stories that came up or at least magazines that you could like order things from. But again, it wasn't like new technology. Mm-hmm. It's like things like that were made from other things. That... Nice. This is weird. Yeah. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, it seems like a re- obviously there's some interesting history there. And just the fact that n- nobody, not nobody, but very, very, very few Americans have been able to even go to the country in you know, the last however many years. Yeah. So it would just be a really cool place to go check out. and Because yeah. it's not far away either. Not at all, yeah. So yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that continues to move in that direction. And again, regardless of your political views on the country, just going to a, a new place. and Because mm-hmm. the average Cuban has no beef with the average American. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of like the, the basics of any... Political squabble or inter- intercontinental squabble. Uh, mm-hmm. It's never like the the average people, but we are straying dangerously close to political talk yeah. uh, talk podcast. <laughs> this week on the file drawer, <laughs> Cuba in crisis. Next week, that's a great NPR voice. Next week, North Korea. <laughs> okay, should the interview be shown or just... <laughs> have you watched? Have you watched the interview? I did watch it. Okay, man. I have not yet. Is yeah. it? Should I? I I heard it's not that great. Um. There's a couple parts of it that will have you laugh. Yeah. Ain't the greatest movie ever. Yeah. You know, there's so much hype was around it. Right. That's the thing. Like, That's one thing. The fact that you, such a mediocre movie caused such a yeah. huge uproar. If you like the comedy of those two guys, though, mm-hmm. I thought the interaction was funny. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a ri- ridiculous What about, how does, it, how does it line up with, like, Pineapple Express? Have you seen Pineapple Express? Yeah, I thought Pineapple Express probably was funnier. Trendier, but, yeah. Um, because they are talking about killing, you know, assassinating <laughs> yeah. like a, a person. You know, but um, like a real person, yeah. But I think it had its funny moments. Is like, he is he a real person? No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I more than once have spent some time just standing and thinking about what it would be like to be in Kim Jong Un's mind. Yeah, like he's Western educated, I believe. I believe so. How I don't know. How do you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to get into it. But like, how do you lead a country like that? Knowing, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to like describe it. But like, how do how do you get your brain to justify what you are doing to your people? Well, yeah, you don't get your brain. I mean, he's been he's been raised a certain way his whole entire I life, know, too, but, regardless of yeah. Western. But like the the uh, the average North Korean just doesn't even know much about outside of North Korea. So yeah. there's like just a kind of keeping them in the dark element. But the leadership knows that. The like quality of life for the average person in North Korea is not like any developed country, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just interested. Like, what's the mental gymnastics? It's not like you said; it's not going to be mental gymnastics for for him. It's just the way it is. Like, it's just normal. But yeah. I don't know. That's just a. It's such a weird country. See, I don't know. Like, so it is. 
Like, how can and they I don't exist get, I don't in the twenty first century? But I'm like cynical, and atrocities happen all over this world, oh, yeah. and have happened all over this world. Um, for me, this is just another one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, like like you said, it is weird, weird because time because has moved how, on. How removed it is from the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, considering incredibly technologically advanced countries are surrounding it, yeah. and it's just like completely cut off. If you want to laugh, I do want to laugh. Watch the clip of Dennis Rodman. Um, <laughs> doing the, anything? But doing, yes. Doing the interview after he went visited North Korea. Yeah. Um, and so he. You know, he I think he was like drunk or something. Yeah. And um he, he managed to convince other basketball players like who were like legitimate yeah. guys to go over there as well. Yeah. And he's just run run on. He's just run you know, he's off. And they're just like and then <laughs> one guy was just basically trying to get the mic to him. Like he was like, uh trying to like fix it up. Uh-huh. But there's no coming back from Dennis Robin just making a mess <laughs> over everything. That sounds that sounds like a comedic movie. Like, all right, we we have this country that is separated from the rest of the world is terrible and dennis rodman is like their like yeah. international mascot now you're right that's the movie <laughs> that's that's the movie uh anyway um uh, in terms of uh when you said atrocity i realized i've been listening to a really great podcast what's that uh, dan carlin's hardcore history yeah. the world war one series that he is doing right now okay is blowing my mind really it is so good i think World War One gets short shrift in American schools because the United States was in it just at the very end. Yeah. And we don't really have a sense of what that war was like for the many years before we even got involved. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing this like five part series. At least he has five parts out now. Each episode is between three and four hours long. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible. Like the 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 scale and the scope of what that war was, I never really had an appreciation for it until I started listening to this podcast. So yeah. if you like history at all, really, I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that. Even if you don't like history, but you like a good story and someone who can tell a story really well, go listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Um, it's something Apocalypse. It's like the series that he's doing, but you'll see it. it's like the most recent series that he's on. It's really astoundingly good. I have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's not, he's not just going through it chronologically. Like this happened and then this happened and then this happened because World War One was such a complex war. You can't even really do that and yeah. really put together a coherent story. So it's much more thematic. It's overall chronological with main themes that he's kind of talking about. Yeah. And it's really, really good. Okay. Okay. Cool. <sighs> so anything happening in the psych, in the psych world? Psychology world. Uh, good old psychology world. I don't, uh, nothing in my psychology world, I don't think, other well, than classes are starting again. And classes just start. I'm a teaching assistant for positive organizational psychology with Becky. Awesome. This You're TAing as well, right? Yeah, positive leadership. Positive leadership. Look yeah. at us. We're just educating the world, educating the, the, the young people of the world, uh, <laughs> sharing. Up, okay. Up, <laughs> um, uh, what, other, what other classes are you taking? I'm not taking anything. I'm done with coursework. Oh, yeah. Okay. As are you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so awesome, I'm, man. I'm just doing work stuff and research stuff and thesis stuff. Yeah, and I'm surprised yeah. you're not taking a factor analysis. That would be a useful. <sighs> it's a useful tool, man. I know, but I feel like I can. There are other ways I can learn it. Other yeah, in the class. Yeah, and I don't have time for a class right now. Okay, I'm so. I, I'm what I'm doing is putting uh, stock in my ability to teach it to myself or find someone to teach it to me when yeah, yeah, I need it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm what I'm actually thinking of doing for my, one of my portfolio items is uh, 
I got to do professional development workshop and I'm going to maybe take an online stats course. Yeah. Uh, because why not? Like the online courses, I think are just going to keep getting bigger, a bigger part of our educational system. I'd like to see what a really good one is like and see if I can teach myself something useful. Definitely. So I'm going to try to do that. I'm not sure which one yet. There's one that does everything in R and I want to kind of want to learn R because yeah. what I can tell, from what I can tell, I think Dale showed us this. Coursera, that, you mean? Coursera, Coursera. Coursera yeah. Um, there is, it, R, people are starting to use R more than SPSS, yeah. and it's just a more robust tool, some people argue. And so. free. And free, and a big community around it, and people writing stuff for it to help you do things. So I feel like it's a, a thing that I should learn, so I'm going to be doing that, hopefully. R is the future. <laughs> yes. Mm, R. They did, really did not reach for a name on that one. R. <laughs> it's a pirate. R. <laughs> What's the website? I'm guessing it's not r.com, right? I think it's on the Can you have one letter.com? No. Is that a thing? I think it's... You have a minimum? I don't think it's on the Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, r.com is not a website. Just look about yeah, r stats. It's yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll post it. I don't actually care what the website is. I was just wondering just if, it was, if, if it was <laughs> if it was r.com cuz that would have been awesome. Um <laughs> I'm also seeing let me look at my whiteboard see if there's anything psychology Let's take a look. related. Uh, work stuff, but not really psychology related necessarily. Mm. Oh, actually, yes. Let's let's chat something real quick. So Becky and I are in the very, very, very beginning stages of finding a writing project for us to do together. Nice. Um, like she and Dana have the leader development as leader self development thing. She wanted me to come up with something that we could also work on. So what? I, and literally at the very beginning stages of finding a project here. We're not even sure if it's going to be empirical or ideally I would love to tie it to my qual tool. Yeah. So do some sort of data analysis that way. But we're starting to kick around ideas, having something to do with leader development or leadership in holocratic organizations. Yeah, her, she mentioned that. Okay. Actually. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so holacracy being this kind of Maybe fad, maybe not, maybe movement, still kind of up in the air, but it's a organizational structure that is very flat, no hierarchy, no kind of positional titles. Everything is kind of work-based, role-based uh, type stuff. And it really kind of hit the scene in a big way in last year because Zappos adopted it. Mm-hmm. And so they've been adopting it for the better part of a year. I just read an article, I think it was on Quartz.com about kind of how that process is going for them, and it is not going smoothly. Interesting. Um, which is not really surprising because it's very, a very new way to think about how work is done. And uh, we think there might be something there to explore in terms of, if you think about leadership in a typical organization, it's you can, you can in certain situations, you can fall back on job titles and seniority to persuade people to do things. There's that kind of positional leadership, positional power stuff going on there. In a purely, in a truly, if they're doing it by the book, a, a holocratic organization by the book, there are, there, that really doesn't exist. It, it's, it's almost like leadership in its purest form. To get people to do things, it's all about you, you've sensed a tension in the organization and you want to start a project on it. You want to do something about it and you have to basically convince people that this is a thing that's worth doing and the company should invest time and resources in. And that seems like an interesting way, it should be an interesting environment to look at leadership behavior and also like leadership development as well. If How do you develop people in an organization that 
to to be successful, I guess, in that type of organization. So like I said, we're at the very beginnings of kind of carving out a, a project there, but something with these kind of newfangled organizational structures and, and what it means for leadership seems interesting to me at least. Yeah. That's got my brain um, churning a bit. Mm, uh, I'll try like to, butter. No, I'll try to articulate. I'm not sure where okay. where it's going. But it reminds me of um, the Kravis de Willey conference that we went to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you know, some people were arguing for this idea that um, leadership is not a thing. Right. The, the end of leadership is a, a... I haven't read the book, so I can't. That, is that name. Kellerman? Yeah, Barbara Kellerman, the end yeah, of leadership. Harvard, I think, right? Um, yeah. I haven't read it, but um, she kind of spoke on it a bit. She talked um, about leader, leadership as a system, or I, I don't remember exactly what, how she talks about it. Um, and I, I wanted to find this note that I had. See, here's the problem with you standing. Your computer's too far away. Yeah. you got to like lunge around and you hurt your back. <laughs> um, and I guess it kind of tied to this as well while you're looking that up. The other thing that we're thinking about and I want to learn more about is complexity leadership stuff. I guess I think – I don't remember the researcher's name. I think he was also at uh, Deroulet. Ulbeen or Ulbeen? Ulbeen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does stuff with complexity complexity theory and how it applies to leadership. And I'm just uh, I'm just interested in complexity theory, systems thinking, chaos theory, and how you can – how it applies in social sciences, especially with leadership type stuff. So we're going to try to maybe marry those ideas together, whether we just write some sort of theoretical paper or I'm able to find some organizations where I can collect some data from people who are working in this type of uh, environment. Yeah. Well, I'll find what I was talking about later. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but this is this phrase, a note that I liked that I took, and it was talking about the idea that there is not leadership, but it's not, there's not leadership development, but it's like um, um, creating it like it's an environment where people are policier. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Yes. Here's where I'm going to edit. Okay. Interesting that I happened to just find it in this real quick second. <laughs> uh, so this is just my notes, but um, and this is my brain just could not find the words that uh-huh. are very simple. But um, leadership assumes that there's you know a few people that we can turn to this hero leader. Um, however, we need to instead focus on citizenship. Mm. Um, you know, people that sort of are motivated to work for the collective good. Mm. Um, not a quote or anything, but just a. Uh, Idea. Kind of ideas or sort of premise. And so I'm thinking, again, how we approach this idea of leadership. I'm not saying, you know, one paradigm or one sort of a, a, a opinion or view is right or wrong or whatever. But approaching leadership with this idea that, or approaching an organization with this idea that leadership development is an important thing. Like, it is this thing that exists. Can you appropriately assess do you need more to assess, I guess, issues that might be going on in a, um, what is it? Holacracy. Holacracy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So perhaps the framing or the the contextual, um, the, the paradigm that you sort of uh, use to um, sort, of, sort of diagnose what's going on in an organization, perhaps it needs to shift. You know what I'm saying? We, we keep the st- we're so stuck on this word leadership. We're so stuck we're, on it. Right. Well, one of the things that Becky brought up is that shared leadership it's going to be important for a place like this, yeah, probably. And that's what I was that, thinking, yeah. Where you don't necessarily have... See, here's the other tricky thing about holacracy, though, especially if you're installing it in an organization that wasn't using it before, if you're not starting from it from the very beginning. Tony Shea is still the CEO, 
even if he's not using the CEO name yeah. of Zappos, right? Yeah. So regardless of what you call him, he he still I don't know like there's got to there's got to be this barrier the, the, here like the, the culture already exists as it is yeah and so you have all these things the history the history the symbol the symbolic he's the one organization because the organization's memory of yeah. like who used to be in certain roles and stuff is we, tough we can break it down to the, even the basic the well this simplifies the process of org change but org change happens. Uh, through more than just changing words alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the idea of like even the basic Kurt Lewin model of, um, what is it, uh, unfreezing, yeah. change, freezing. freezing. Mm-hmm. That That's hard. To, to unfreeze everything that has existed, how does uh, Zappos, I know it's a newer company, but... Mm, but it's still been around it's been at around least for, 10 years. Yeah. To unchange, unfreeze, all these things that have are, have been embedded for years. Yeah. And to that, and then on top of that, that change process, which is going to take some time too. Yeah, yeah. To then freeze it back, that's a process, man. I I've never really. So yeah, we learned this like model, like from day one of of org change, unfreeze, freeze, unfreeze. But I'm just realizing too. I mean, does every aspect of an organization unfreeze at the same time and at the same rate? And then the and then the changing is like the hardest part of all. Yeah. And then getting it to freeze again. Um, Yeah. And that's why a lot of these consulting companies that I'm looking at that I think are really doing interesting things, their their main point is that I don't even, they wouldn't adhere to that model at all because they're all about oh, it's I, about I, I, oh, would, yeah. I wouldn't either. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a very traditional way of thinking yes. about org change. Uh, it's all about how responsive you are as uh, an organization now and whether you can adapt to market conditions quickly enough to not only, not just save yourself but also capitalize on them and that gets harder and harder to do the larger and larger your company gets so these movements towards these very flat hierarchies towards holacracy is, is to try to get to that point but it's got to be tough and there's got and it's such a new thing as well and not supported by research really so i'm just very like i, I went on to uh, psych info the database the other day and just looked for holacracy and things like that and Nothing. But that uh, seems like a. There's got to be well, uh, terminology too. That, okay, other things associated. There, there, there. But even then, like, holacracy itself is only a couple years old. So I bet you there are a lot of people doing things right now with it that just hasn't been published yet. You might want to look at. I mean, I know we're psychologists, but mm-hmm. um, maybe within the field of like sociology. Sociology, yeah. Um, just as a start, in terms of uh, beginning to theorize and think about it a different way, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then the third part is just, are you familiar with like the protean career? Yeah. Okay. So somehow maybe tying that into it as well, but I haven't done a ton of reading on that yet. But so I have this very nebulous project that I need to figure out what it is we're exactly going to do. Nice, man. But that's what I'm, that's what I've been wrestling with a little bit. Not as much as I would have liked to this week, but I downloaded a bunch of articles. I'm going to start just trying to reason through it. And really what I'm trying to, I think what the next step is, is landing on like one key question that we think is interesting and then moving forward on that. So okay. whether it's how do you – we had something. I don't remember what it was. But how do you develop leaders in this autonomous, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But landing on one main question that we can then kind of dig our teeth into yeah. and, and simplify. But, yeah, that's what's going on in my brain. Um, I hope to hear an update. You will. Maybe not next week. Whenever mm. you feel comfortable. Yeah, I'm not, so, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, she's – I don't. I never gave her a due date as to when I would get the next steps to her, but it needs to be soon. Not necessarily an update, mm. but if you need to use this platform ah, as to, a, to figure out what I think, maybe it's going to be recorded. I don't know. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I, I mean, I that's how I, that's what writing is to me usually. But you play. I, should, I should practice uh, talking it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Lord knows I just said some stuff. Uh, what's going on in your psychology brain? <clears throat> hmm. Just trying to get things done mm. and moving forward. <laughs> I was just at a getting things done event this morning. Is that what you're at? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. You know, I am starting to, starting to think, okay, what's the next thing I kind of want to work on? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what that is yet. I have some ideas. What do you, what do you still have outstanding for portfolio? Um, lib review and stats tool. I'm going to try the stats tool. Right. Okay. Neither of those are necessarily like research projects. No. I mean, lit review is kind of, uh, uh, if the other things that I've like tried to submit with other people kind of get there. Yeah. Yeah. If other things fall into place. Yeah. Those are the only, okay. Things so what are you, are you batting any ideas around in your mind in terms of next projects? No, I'm, I've kind of typed things. Mm hmm. Um, like a, a sentence type thing. Those counters ideas. Um, yeah, not really. I, mean, I kind of want to. I like I kind of want to go. I'm, I'm starting to think towards dissertation as well. Yeah. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to go a little weird. I don't. <laughs> you know. I, I don't know. Something that would be interesting, but also have yeah. a practical application. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I don't. I don't know yet. Okay. Yeah, well, if yet. you need this space to talk out some ideas, yes. bring it to us. I will. And myself and the file drawer nation will help you figure out what you think. Yeah. You know, I, I have been into like this idea of like followership and things like that, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, more so the dynamic relationship between a leader and a follower, you know what I'm saying? That sort of reciprocal mm-hmm. uh, one affects the other, you know, type thing. I don't know what my thoughts are, are about it, but, uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to like do something that folk, you know looks at yeah. follow perspectives and I don't know how they impact leader behavior and all that stuff as well. You know. Yeah. Um, this we're both kind of I guess we're both kind of in the same position. Maybe I'm a little bit further ahead with coming up with a project idea, but I I like this part of the research process of just the really basic beginning of potential projects, potential yeah. ideas, and seeing what has and hasn't been done, and, yeah. and kind of you know, kind of poking and prodding yeah. the research that has been done and seeing if there's something that can, you can combine kind of your just creative ideas with what has already been done and, and find a thing to do. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I like that process. Cause I feel like most of my work is not that like yeah. you only have that for a little bit. And then from then on out with the project, it's like hammering in on very specific things and very long process. And, yeah. and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, be tolerant of the ambiguity of not knowing what a project is here in this beginning stage and just go with it and, you know, kind of trust the process that I've come up with ideas before. I'll come up with one again. It'll be fine. And yeah. 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 Look how well-behaved this dog is being right now, dog by the way. is well-behaved. When did you open up the door? I don't remember opening up the door. Did um, you open the door? No. This dog opened the door <laughs> with a little dog hand. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe a roommate came home and opened it for him or perhaps, something. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Um, uh. He's being surprisingly calm most of the time. He just runs around in circles. Oh my god, he's letting me pet him. Wow. Maybe he likes hearing us talk. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, there's a dog that's like a German. <laughs> I'm, I'm dog. I'm dog sitting. His name's Harley. He's very nervous. He's a very nervous guy. <laughs> anyway. This, in this beginning part, you just have to kind of throw ideas that maybe don't even seem like they're connected. Yeah. Just throw them up on the wall and see what the possible connections that is, are. Yeah. That's... Definitely. So, 
uh, you need to get in front of them. You need to get into the lead office and use the uh, whiteboard wall and just start throwing ideas at it. Yeah, someone actually, I, yeah. someone, um, yeah, raced it. I guess over the break. They, yeah, it's fresh now. Get not, on there. Not really. It's kind of stained a bit. I know, right? That's hmm. Oh well, it's just paint. You can... Low quality whiteboard <clears throat> paint. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Hmm. Um, so the other thing that I have going on, and you at the end of last episode, you had like saw you saw it on the our list, and you almost we almost like carried on. And I said, "No, what? We'll just tease it for next time." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I'm, we don't have to talk long about this because I don't think anybody cares except me. But so you know, Jeff, Jeff and I had this uh, consulting company called Outlier Consulting Group. Uh, we started like a year and a half ago. With the idea being, we're both organizational psychology students, positive organizational psychology, both in PhD program, both interested in like quantified self type stuff. He's more interested in creativity. I'm more interested in kind of the personal process of doing work of personal productivity, but we decided to combine forces, see if we can do any consulting gigs. So we had this company, we had the website and everything. We did a lot of, we did a decent amount of business development. A couple projects fell into our lap. We did them. We did a workshop. We did some consulting for some various tech startups um, but over the winter break, I did a lot of soul searching yeah. and just looking at like what is on my plate right now and what I hope to get done this year yeah. and proposed to him that we close it down. Mm-hmm. Um, still saving like the domain name and maybe coming yeah. back to it in the future, yeah, yeah. but like taking the website down and not actively pursuing it anymore. Yeah. Um, and it was, he was like totally on board with it. He yeah. was thinking the same thing. And he, I think he was kind of glad that I came to him with that. Um, but it's just funny because like literally a week before we went home, we brought on a unpaid intern to like help us with stuff. Yeah. This guy who just reached out to me and wanted to get involved some way. It's like, yeah, like when he, we met with him and like started coming up with things for him to do. And just over the break, I finally like, this, I guess got, we got to end it because yeah. there was, just not enough time to do what we want to do. There was a certain amount of like duplicating effort between outlier and my personal stuff with the workologist and mm-hmm. feeling like I'm just like doubling up the effort and for not double the results. And then also gets the, the, the harsh reality of potentially needing to find a real job and making real money uh, and feeding myself. Yeah. So, but it's, it was, it's like bittersweet because it's a thing that we worked on for a long time and it always kind of sucks to close or stop doing a thing that you care about. But at the same time, it also feels like a weight off my shoulders. So yeah. that's just an interesting paradox. You, you learn a lot through that process though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if you had never... I've mostly learned that I don't have enough experience to run a consulting company. <laughs> um, and, and, and I honestly do believe that. Like I've had many conversations with people over the past couple of weeks about how there's a lot I could learn from going and working in an established yeah. company yeah. And, and learn about how things are done and then use that in the future for, for something. Certainly. And, and since 2000, basically since starting grad school, I've been like entrepreneurship or bust. Yeah. And that's, I haven't even entertained the idea of getting a real job. Yeah. And just in the past couple of weeks, I've kind of given myself permission to at least be aware of potential opportunities yeah, out there, um, which is different for me, but uh, yeah. feels good. Yeah, sort of because so. the, the right opportunity for you, right, and present itself and, exactly, and yeah. I've got to at least be aware, be uh, looking for it, I and mean, not not even like I'm not even actively looking for it, but just like putting feelers out. And really, the main thing is the people who I know, who I've worked for in the past, who have really good connections with in the kind of industry that I'm interested in. Just letting them know that hey, you kind of know what I'm into. I'm yeah. looking for a possible opportunity. If you see something or meet someone who you think I should know, I would appreciate a, co- a connection. It's great. Yeah. So. Maybe maybe at some point we'll we'll talk about my actual job search, but I don't know. Have you have you had to like 
end a project or a pro or, or something that you're working on, um, kind of like before that's completion, a completion date. Um, like, what's that process like for you? It's a uh, you know, got I kind of mentioned uh, a, a similar type of. Oh story. yeah, I forgot you meant yeah you, you yeah yeah. Tell us about your 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 short lived entrepreneurship. Uh, not re not really. We had you know we kind of went through the, um, setting up like you know the business. Uh, doing this is a before you came to grad school. Before I came right? to grad school, doing yeah. a little business development in terms of like we were working with like the local you know, business. Um, what do they call the uh, chamber of commerce? No, the business helper people. I don't know the, business <laughs> helper people. <laughs> Bus, uh, the city had like a business development. Okay, uh, okay, group cool. or whatever. And uh, me and my buddy, who we went to actually, we went through our master's program with uh -huh. um, together. Actually, he, he went through after me, but we were friends. Uh, we are friends. But he was starting uh, an ed. Um, doctoral program, um, as well as me, you know, decided I wanted to go back to grad school mm -hmm. during the time. Um, so basically, we were trying to start a basically online career consulting okay. uh, website, right? Uh, mainly offering like resume assistance, mm -hmm. uh, maybe some just you know basic job coaching type thing, because mm -hmm. we we both have worked in a career services right. uh, center uh, doing those types of things. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of, you know, skeleton, not even that extreme. Because we thought we yeah. could offer a better service, especially on resume stuff, than what we've seen other people spend a lot yeah. of money on yeah. from these places. Like, yeah. the people just do all sorts of crazy things. But, uh, yeah, we just found ourselves getting too busy. I think a little while after I got here, we just talked about it. And we're yeah. like, this, this is not going to happen. You know, like, yeah. Um, so we dissolved the company. Um, I had to figure out how to do taxes. We don't need to make any money. We'd spent, you know, money on a few things. and yeah. Yeah, but uh, the idea and premise sounded, you know, the idea itself sounded good. Yeah. But um, is that, is, is starting a company something you're interested in in the future? Um, with the right sort of, I don't think me solo alone, mm -hmm. with the right, I guess, team. team. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't have that much interest in doing like the books. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you know um, not that, you know, a lot I, of administrative stuff that comes with yeah, running yeah, a company. You know, yeah. not that I, you know, not, I don't, I'm not going to be competent and knowledgeable and aware of what's going on, right. but I don't want that to be a big, huge role. You know, especially when you start up, you're doing a lot of that work yourself. Yeah. yeah. You don't have that staff. Oh, I mean, yes. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, know very well. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> so I'm interested, but I'm yeah. not the same. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. If you're doing solo work, though, just as a consulting, I think it, it becomes easier, you know, if, if you're doing a job here, a job there. Mm -hmm. Just one person involved, mm. type thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's and projects are already setting themselves up. People know this is what you do. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's say because like the whole point of getting a PhD is that you become a, an a extreme expert in a very narrow thing. And if if there's somebody who wants to hire you because they need that expertise in a narrow kind of subject, yeah, it's nice to have an easy way for them to give you money and to work on a yeah. project. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm, uh, I, you know, this like I. I am a huge proponent in people just setting up simple websites for themselves yeah. where they can describe what they do and what they've done. And yeah. it's at least somewhere you can like point someone if they have questions about what it is that you do, if Definitely. you're at all interested in doing any sort of independent stuff. Jeff and I, I mean, we had the same thing. Basically, we're both PhD students. We both need to finish our portfolios. We both need to make more money than we had been with OCG. Uh, so yeah, because here decided to close it for now. Here, being in school, you're dumping money out. Yes, <laughs> you know, I, I you realize know, like, you know, this is the first semester where I've had to pay like the continuing PhD type thing, which is like almost three grand or something like yeah. that. Um, so I'm super 
motivated, super motivated to finish and get out. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way, man. So I don't want to be st- sticking around and paying $3,000 every couple months just yeah. because I'm not getting work done. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm on a mission. I'm not, I told, I told you, Me man. and you, let's keep each other accountable. Let's get out of here as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, certainly. Certainly. Good. Um, and then go on and do awesome things. The other tough part about closing OCG, though, is we, we liked our plan because i talked to you about how we wanted to bring on classmates and have them listed on the website and and start trying to get jobs that we could all lend our expertise to in different ways like we really like that idea and having a way for cgu students to get involved getting real work done but yeah it was just like i mean you see like the list of projects that i have basically going on here i guess did was not going to fit in to to that and i I, and i I try to be really look at this (laughs) i try to be really good about cutting things out that just are pulling away from the more important stuff. Even yeah. if, even if what you have to cut out is good. Yeah. Like you got to sometimes cut it out the good to like have like the great. Yeah. So I've got a new, um, work strategy. Yeah. In the morning, as soon as I wake up, three cups of coffee, bam, <laughs> get it in. Just pound them as quickly as possible. No, no, I don't pound okay. them. I try to wake up early enough where I can kind of, you know, drink them. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe two, two cups of coffee. Okay. I, exactly. I, I always go two cups, two cups, but, uh, you know, I, I try to wake up early enough where I can yeah. wake, you know, my body can actually yeah. wake up, you know, um, what do you do during that wake up time? Do you have a routine? Do you things you like to do? Um, you, you TV kind of, watcher, kind of, radio listener, no, I, sit, sit, sitting there guy. I used to kind of surf the web. Okay, podcast listener, podcast obviously. listener um, guy. Sit there, you know. Sometimes in the kitchen, I'll kind of try to stretch a bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. As a, uh, <laughs> uh, that's like the you sound like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm the same way. I, um, I, I really can't. I, I sit there and read the newspaper. Yeah. Literal paper newspaper. So yeah. I'm actually an old man in my robe and slippers. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to avoid just immediately going to the computer screen mm-hmm. just because I'm going to be staring at the computer all probably day. all day. <laughs> yeah. Save my eyes a bit, but. Same way. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I used to beat myself up for the fact that I, I felt like really awesome, productive people like get up and they like do like they go for a run or workout or they start right away on a meaningful project. You know what? I like that hour of just kind of easing into the day. And you know what? I'm okay with that now. Yeah. I watched something. I don't know what it was on, but uh, Jerry Seinfeld was being interviewed or I don't know what it was on. Um, but he was like, yeah, I like to wake up early in the morning, go to the bathroom, cold water, splash, splash, splash. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and I was like, I think I tried to do that for a couple of days. Yeah. So I actually kind of like that. Yeah, no, I, it does. That 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 I've definitely done that in the past. Another little trick that I use is I use my phone as an alarm, but I put it like a room away, yeah. or, like in the living room or over in here. And I have roommates, and I don't want it to wake them up. So when it starts going off. I'm like, I have to run to the room where it is, and the process of getting there quickly and turning it off like, wakes me up. I'm good you to go set, now. You set up booby traps. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> things to trip over. Yeah. Uh, You're sitting here doing like free running, <laughs> you know, flips yeah. and stuff. I, yeah, I should put some Legos on the floor yeah. and then step on those, and, uh, and then I'll be awake. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, so this is... Um, Actually, what did I just say today? Oh, I, oh never mind. I, I'll tell you off there, but I, I was, yeah, I was yeah. saying something. This would be the year of something. I, I don't uh, know. The year of something? Yeah. yeah I can't remember. Exactly. I, I just, we don't have, I don't want to get into this because we're almost at the end, but yeah. I, I wrote an article. I like to, I, I don't like New Year's resolutions, but I like at least thinking about what I want to do differently in the new year. I, I like the sense of like a, hold on. I got to stop saying like. I'm driving myself insane. Enjoy. <sighs> appreciate. I appreciate the, Kind of starting a new, starting anew the 
That's why I like Mondays, and that's why I like the start of the year, things like that. Uh, so I came up with like three. I came up with three words that want to. I want to kind of guide my 2015, and one was less, yes. which is where OCG getting cut came from. Uh, the other one was better. So doing less things, but doing the things that I am doing better. Yes. And then the third one was consistency. Just yeah. doing those little things consistent, consistently. And that one I was definitely thinking about going to the gym and working out and not necessarily needing to have the most incredible workout every single time, but just going and doing those little things. Man, I see. I got to... It makes me think of like again. I'm a white belt in jiu-jitsu, so mm-hmm. a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But I see very. Um, Don't you have I, like? A, aren't there like levels of white belt? You're not the bottom level of white I'm, belt. I'm, I'm still bottom level. It's the same thing. I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but there's different like philosophies that I kind of hear, and this is uh-huh. how I bring it in. And so I'm, I'm going to spit it out. So if, not, if this is not what they mean, I'm going to say it anyway. But um, so what you're saying is like it's, it's almost remind me of like different principles and things I hear. I'm saying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You can apply it probably to any martial art, probably to anything. Okay. But this idea of um, simplicity uh, oh, yeah. in terms of less, the less, you know. And so they talk about, you know, the really good guys, they know they're still doing this original Jiu-Jitsu. There's a lot of new moves and stuff mm-hmm. that people invented, complex and all this, type of, all this type of stuff. But a lot of the real good guys, they're still doing the basic the moves. basics, yeah. Less. Yeah. On top of that, what's the second principle? Better. Uh, better. They've done it. Let's talk. Let's let me say cons- uh, consistency first. Um, in terms of practicing that technique over and over again, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. You know, for years or whatever, that practice is essentially making them better. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like um, you know, you do it in year one, you could be doing it in year five. Same technique, right. but now you're looking at the finer details, right, improvement, right, tweak right. here. Your hand doesn't belong here. Just turn it this way a little bit. Yeah, you know. And if you can think about work that way, of course you've used Excel. Of course you've mm-hmm. done analysis. Of course you've written reports. But what are these slight tweaks in it that's going to make it um, better, stand out, make it better, make it stand easier out, easier to do, easier to do, yeah, um, and basically help you accomplish your goals with to the point where it becomes effortless. You're just yeah. like, huh. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, that, that is exactly how I'm thinking of it. And, uh, you know, my tendency is to be distracted by the shiny new thing yeah. and let it pull pull me away from the stuff that is I know for a fact I really need to get done, like PhD stuff. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to fight against. So that's why it felt like a victory to have canceled, to have ended the consulting company when yeah. we did instead of kind of dragging it along half dead with something else that's kind of half dead and doing my best to like keep them both alive when yeah. really I just needed to kill one kill it. and focus on the other one. Kill that was it. a brutal metaphor, but I like it a lot, actually. <laughs> I like it, man. Uh, and on that note, do you have any, any, anything, any last, uh, any last thoughts for this only episode 12 we'll ever do in our lives? Episode twelve. Uh, <laughs> tell a, a friend. One. Tell a friend about the sh- yeah, show if we, you like we, it. We forgot to uh, mention that last time, but word of mouth, getting people to to listen to our uh, podcast is would be great. And if you review it or leave a rating on iTunes, that definitely helps more people find it because it shows up in searches more. Uh, if we get super crazy popular, it may even show up in like a featured list or something. So if you like it. 
pass it along. Pass it along. But don't let don't friends don't let friends listen to our podcast on the website. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. We'll try to work on that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see if we can improve it. Anyway, uh, until next time. Make us a jingle, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, come on, Jeff. Outro.